Welcome back to another episode of Love It There. You guys, fall colors are popping in the Midwest right now, which is where Hallie and I both are. Hallie literally FaceTimed me this morning and she drove down to Brown County. That That's where you're at, right? No, it's not Brown County. It's literally the middle of nowhere. I couldn't even tell you where it is. It's not even in like a town. Okay, so she drives out before classes this morning to watch the sunrise from the top of a fire tower overlooking all of the fall foliage on the trees. And I'm like, wow, what a cute little autumn activity that you did. It was so pretty. And it's funny because I'm like not a morning person at all. Like I hate waking up early, but for some reason, like the fall time just like makes me want to do stuff like that. I'm like, let's wake up at 6.30 and go watch the sunrise so we can admire the fall leaves. It was cute. It was cute. It was actually really fun. But now it's 7.15 and I'm already like crashing. But that's okay. <laughs> IU was like popping this weekend, wasn't it? You guys had a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. So we had homecoming this past weekend, so it was, like, super busy, super crazy. Speaking of the fall colors, the campus looked beautiful. Still looks beautiful right now. This is just, like, the best time of year because there's so many trees here, so it just looks so nice. But, yeah, big homecoming weekend. It was really fun. I would say big highlight of my weekend was seeing Gucci Mane at Hoosier Hysteria. <laughs> what? Explain, like, what Hoosier Hysteria is. Um, Hoosier Hysteria, it's like the kickoff to the basketball season. So they do introductions to like the men's and women's basketball teams at IU. And it's like in the basketball stadium. And it's like a bunch of students go. And then they do like, they pair like a women's player and a men's player and make put them on like teams. And then they do like little fun basketball competitions. Like they played like knockout and like fun little basketball games. And it was really fun. And then Gucci Mane came on, and it was actually so bad. Really? Wait, I didn't know it was bad. (laughs) No, it was so bad. Such a disappointment. Well, because it's like he's performing on stage, and then there's like some people that are on the court, but like everybody else is watching from like the stands or like the seats. And so it's just like if you're going to listen to like a hardcore rapper, which is what Gucci Mane is, if you didn't know, you can't be like you need to be like, in the mosh pit you know you can't just be like standing like, up in the by stands your seat. yeah watching just from like, afar just like bobbing your head like it's not good yeah that's <laughs> and fair. like the lights were on like it was so it was just so bad oh yeah I feel like the lights would do it more than because you can go to like a concert where there's like a rapper and you're like sitting far away but I feel like yeah if the lights are on that's probably really what did it yeah it was just like really funny and like entertaining to be there just to be like this is so weird (laughs) oh my gosh but yeah super excited for basketball season football team not doing too good um we're having trouble winning on the football field but not in the tailgating fields so at least we got that going for us small victories yeah gotta do what you gotta do All right, let's get into the content for today's episode. So we're doing London for this episode. Super excited. I've been to London once once before. I stayed in the heart of downtown London. And when Hallie went, she went and she stayed in Ascot, which is a town 
like a smaller town west of London. And then she also went to Windsor and Oxford. So we were originally just going to combine all of these smaller towns into our main London episode. And because we were like, I don't really have that much to say about London. Like we can put this all together. And then we started working on our outline and we literally are like, wait, we have a so much we want to say. So this is actually for the very first time we are splitting London into two episodes. Yeah. So for part one, we're going to be talking about all things royal family, like the film and movie scene in London. And then part two, we're going to talk a little bit about navigating the London transportation system, as well as traveling to some towns outside of like the center of London and talking about some of the other places we've been that are within like traveling distance from London, but separate cities with their own things to offer. So that's going to be talking about episode two. So we're going to be talking a little bit about like Windsor and Ascot and Oxford and some of those towns. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. So enjoy London, England, part one. So before we get started, I just want to say that if you watch on video, yes, I have worn this sweatshirt before, but (laughs) I wore it specially today because it has a little Union Jack on it. And I got this when I was in London. So Jack Wills is like a famous brand in London. And then it has like a location of this like little fishing town in the south of England. So wore it just for the app. I wish that I would have, that I'm like not a good, I don't buy things when I'm in places. As I've said before, I don't like buying things, but I kind of wish I've bought like a t-shirt or something from each place that we've been. So we could literally like wear spirit wear for each of our episodes. (laughs) Spirit wear. (laughs) That's such a funny way to put it. I have nothing fun. So yeah, Hallie's dressed for the occasion. I am not. Yeah, usually I don't buy things that say like the actual town name on it, but I thought this was so cute because I had the little flag. So I bought yeah, this. But it's subtle. It's yeah, it's subtle enough where it's like I can still wear it out and it's not like okay, we get it. You went to London, <laughs> you know. But okay, anyways, just wanted to put that out there. But we're gonna get started with listener content. So the first thing was that we were requested to do this entire episode in a British accent, (laughs) which would actually have been so fun, but we would have gotten hate because our British accents are not as good as they used to be. Okay. We used to be pretty good at British accents. And actually there was (laughs) when Kelsey and I were like really young. Well, no, you weren't that young. You were like it was, what was it? I was, was this embarrassingly too old. Yeah, I think <laughs> I was maybe a sophomore in high school. Yeah, you were a sophomore in high school, which like, that's not that old. That's like 16. Like, that's not that old. And I'm like 10. Okay. And we're on this like family cruise being heathens because like, <laughs> what else would we be doing? And we're at this like karaoke room in this cruise ship. And we're like going up to like choose a song. And for some reason, Kelsey and I are, like, talking to the employee in British accents. Like, we're trying to convince people that we're from England. Because, like, yeah. Like, we're just I don't know why. (laughs) And so we're, like, talking to the workers in British accents, like, telling them what song we want to do. And they're like, oh, my goodness. Like, 
are you guys from England? And we're like, yeah, we're from England. Like, can, can you tell by our accent? Like, totally, like, convincing them, whatever. And then our mom comes up and, like, talks in her American accent and totally blows our cover. Because then they're like, <laughs> wait, is that your mom? Like, why isn't she British? But we fooled them. They actually thought we were from England. So our accents must have been pretty good at one point. But I'm not about to try to do that right now. No, it's okay to, like that when you're young but like I'm not gonna try to do that now (laughs) yeah but thanks thanks for the request (laughs) yeah okay and then the second one was royal family yay or nay so we have a lot of stuff we're gonna talk about with the royal family I mean how can you talk about London without um talking about the royal family so first of all I I personally don't have strong opinions on the royal family. I've never been like I feel like when Prince William and Kate got married, like the whole world like woke up to watch their wedding and it was at like a weird time of day. It was like probably like 4 a.m. or something U.S. time to watch the live stream of their wedding. And I remember people doing that and I was like, what? Like what? I don't I don't understand that that level of fascination. So like I get the British love and respect for the monarchy. It's the American fascination with the royal family that I don't quite understand. I mean, for the British, like the monarchy has existed for so long that people cannot remember a time without it. And, you know, it's offered this sense of stability for them. Like Queen Elizabeth, during her 70 years as queen, 15 prime ministers came and went. So when you get that, like, you know, sense of, of, instability essentially in your leadership than something like the monarch somebody like queen elizabeth who was on the throne for decades that can create this sense of comfort that that i understand why something like that would would be valued and respected yeah for sure and i i just think that's crazy that she was the monarch for 70 years because that's like I mean, that's people's entire lives, like Mm -hmm. the elderly community. Like she has been the queen for even like their entire lives. And it's just like such a big change. And I remember when I was in England, it was last summer. So it was like she was like not in good health. And Mm -hmm. people were talking about like what's going to happen, like how much longer does she have? And I remember my friend that I was visiting, like their national anthem like ends with like God save the queen. And she was like, what happens? Like, what do we say if, like, we don't have a queen? And her dad was like, well, you'd say, like, God save the king, like, whoever Mm -hmm. comes in next. And she was like, oh, my gosh, that's just, like, so weird. Like, they literally have to change their, like, national anthem. anthem. Yeah. So it's just, like, things that you're so used to and are, like, so ingrained in you. And then to have to, like, train yourself to, like, change that. Or, like, I'm sure it applies to, like, so many other things, too. Right. So it's just like a whole lifestyle change. But another thing that was cool is that when I was there, it was the summer of her 70th year. And so that's like what they called the Platinum Jubilee. And basically what this means, it's like a jubilee is a mark of like a major milestone in the reign of a monarch. So it's like a celebration of like what they've done like for the country and there's like different names for each milestone and it I didn't know this but it's I was like doing research and it said it follows the names of like wedding anniversaries so mm-hmm. I guess like 
25 years is like your silver anniversary. So like 25 years as monarch would be your silver jubilee. Then mm -hmm. 50 years is golden, 60 is diamond, and then 70 is platinum. So when I was there, it was like her platinum jubilee. And there was so much national pride when I was there. Like Union Jacks were everywhere. Like all kinds of flags were like, like an obnoxious amount. It was <laughs> like everywhere. And so it was just like cool to see just like, wow, like these like people from England or like from Great Britain are just like so proud to like be from here and so proud of like their monarchs and their history. And yeah, it was just cool to see like just so different from like how it is in the US. Yeah, we have like some people have a lot of national pride, but like for like a governmental figure, it was just like very interesting to see. Yeah, to be able for somebody to be in a leadership role for that many years and still for the majority of your country to still like love and respect them that much is wild. Yeah. Because you think about like even a well-respected president in the U.S., usually by the end of their four years or maybe eight years in office, they've done something to piss the majority of the people off. And yeah. so they're not going to get that much like love and respect. But for somebody to be on the throne for 70 years and still every year that they throw this jubilee celebration, the whole country just gets all excited for this is very impressive. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I think it's just like a difference in the way they view the monarch and the royal family. Like they are a government figure, but they're like really more of just like a figurehead. Right. Because like a representation of the British people or something. Yeah. Well, because when I was there, like there was also a lot of political turmoil around Boris Johnson, who was their mm. prime minister at the time. And he ended up like resigning pretty shortly after I left. And so when I was there, there was like protests and like so much stuff on the news about like scandals that came out with like Boris Johnson. And so mm -hmm. everybody was like kind of hating on him because he was like the prime minister, like the actual, like the equivalent of like our president. Yeah. And so it was interesting to see like there was a lot of negative opinions surrounding him, but like the royal family, it's like nobody talks bad about them. Like they, everybody loved them. Yeah. I feel like they're almost like, I mean, they, they are in a league of their own where, you know, they just represent this high society lifestyle that is, they're just like the untouchables. I mean, they're different than anybody else that's living in the, you know, like, at yeah. least in, like for Americans, I feel like that's why we, like admire and obsess and fascinate over them because they it's so different like that doesn't exist for us yeah yeah I mean that's different than celebrities like this the like high rolling celebrities in the world I mean that's different than these kings and queens and royals and I mean that's that's like a fairy tale or you know something that to us doesn't seem real but they're living yeah. this is their everyday life and I think that's why like from an American perspective people are so intrigued by by the monarchy and the royal family so and something that's just like you know comparing it them to celebrities they are so different than celebrities but like people have called like the Kardashians like America's royal family because we like follow them so closely like the British yeah. people follow the royal family like the Windsors and which is just like such a testament to American culture versus British culture. 
Yeah. <laughs> like if the Kardashians are who we're like obsessing over. Versus, Shameful. Yeah. Like, that's, like I've never, oh. I've never, ever, ever watched an episode of the Kardashians. I don't follow any one of them on Instagram. So <laughs> really? No. Yeah, I don't. Why? Do you, are you like against them? No, I'm just, what is interesting about them? I don't know. They're just like so interesting. I have zero interest. <laughs> See, I have zero interest in them. I don't find them interesting at all. Really? I don't really, I can't even like tell you what I find interesting about it. They're just so like relevant. Like I feel like they're always like something's always going on with them that I like want to be in the know about. Like when Kendall Jenner just showed up at IU. Oh, yeah. I literally like ran from my class to go track her down. Well, okay. I would do that too. I mean, just because like any celebrity in your Bloomington Kroger, like, are you kidding me? That's just a sight to be seen. Yeah. Okay. So to fill anyone in that doesn't know, Kendall Jenner has like 818 tequila. She has like a tequila brand and she did this thing where she like stopped at different college campuses to like stock their grocery stores with her tequila and then like also went to like the bars that were like selling 818 tequila and did like like served like alcohol to students but literally no one knew she was coming until like the morning of and then all of a sudden there were like whisperings of like is Kendall Jenner in Bloomington and everyone was like no why literally why would she be in Bloomington then all of a sudden there was like pictures of her in our like local Kroger that's interesting that she didn't kind of um market that a little bit more but I guess it probably would have been insane if she actually like publicized that she was going to be there Yeah. Well, like, people were actually going crazy. Like, her cars were, like, driving down the street, and there were just, like, masses of people, like, chasing after them. Did she she actually get to a bar, or did that plan just, like, get next, and she was like, I can't do this? She was at upstairs, and it was packed. Like, you couldn't even move. Did you try to get in? I, by the time I got out of class, she had already left. And that's oh, okay. when we saw, we saw her driving away. But that's like all we saw. Yeah, so random. It was so random. And we were, yeah, and it was just weird. that she, Like, she didn't publicize it at all. She literally just like showed up and everyone was like, what the heck? But it did, like, it felt like, I don't know. Like, everybody was freaking out. Like, as if she was like, I don't know. She's a big celebrity, so I guess. Yeah, I mean, she's a big time celebrity, so... But I don't really so understand why, but yeah, <sighs> she's amazing. Tall queen. I'll always support a tall queen. Oh, I mean, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. I no doubt about that. Yeah, but okay. Anyways, enough about the American royal family. Let's yeah. go back to the British royal family. What can you tell us about like the historical buildings of the royal family or other like big cultural landmarks or tourist destinations that you would recommend seeing in London? Okay, so Buckingham Palace, I feel like, is the biggest, like, royal family building um, and big-time, like, tourist destination that you can go to in London. I feel like that's the one that, like, everyone talks about. Like, everyone probably knows of Buckingham Palace. Right. Huge, beautiful, you know, ornate decorations on the outside or like architecture and so it's really stunning honestly just to look at from the outside but no one from the royal family lives there anymore queen elizabeth and prince philip 
um, lived there until the pandemic. And then they moved to Windsor Castle, which is like 45 minutes outside of London. And Hallie went to Windsor. So we'll Loved talk it. about this. This is going to be like part two. We'll talk way more about Windsor, Windsor Castle, all of that. But it was really surprising to me because I didn't know this. It was surprising to me that Queen Elizabeth, the Queen of England, lived in Buckingham Palace for as long as she did because it is like right in London. And when I was there, it was just surrounded by tourists. Like I just can't imagine her wanting to live somewhere where it's just like right in the middle of everything with so many tourists coming and going. Yeah, because there's like gates around the palace, but it's pretty close up to like the edge of the palace. Like it's not like like Windsor is so much more private and so much more blocked off. And which we can talk, like we'll talk about this more in the second one, but like that's her favorite place to be. Like that was her palace and that's why she like wanted to move there. So it like doesn't surprise me why, because like you said, it's you just be bombarded by people all the time, like right outside your window. Yeah, which that place is enormous. So she probably was in like where she spent most of her time in Buckingham Palace. I bet didn't have a single view of a single tourist because of how big it is. Right. It's probably like wrapped around, you know, and maybe she just has like a courtyard view on the inside of the Buckingham Palace where she couldn't see the tourists. But I mean, do you know how big it, this is? Like, do you know how many rooms are in Buckingham Palace? Oh, gosh. I'm pretty sure I was, like, told at one point. I know it's, like, in the hundreds. I think it's, like, oh, I was going to say, like, 300, but. 775 rooms in Buckingham Palace. And it's, like, how many bedrooms? I have the outline. So there's 52 royal bedrooms and guest bedrooms, like, 52 total of, like, that category of bedrooms. Okay. So, like, if you're in the royal family, you could sleep in this bedroom or their guests could sleep in this bedroom. Then they have 188 staff bedrooms. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Then there's 92 offices, 78 bathrooms, and 19 staterooms. What? Yeah. So this place is giant offices like what that's not even like the head of their government right like because they know the head of the government building right which is like right down the road yeah so it's like what do they need so many offices for right which okay currently since no one from the royal family lives there anymore right now it's just the admin h like the admin headquarters for the british monarch so you know i'm sure they use like those offices just to do like british monarchy organizational meetings and stuff like that but yeah i mean it's a palace it's buckingham palace i mean there is it's huge yeah that's just like oh cleaning that can you imagine yeah so speaking of the staff that has to clean and you know take care of everything there something that you can see or witness is the changing of the guards which is really cool and jackson and i so i went when I went to London, I went with Jackson. This was the same trip that we did like Paris. We went to London first actually and then Paris. But um, so Jackson and I, when we were, we went to go see Buckingham Palace and then we were walking over to see like what's Westminster Abbey and stuff like that. And we just happened to see the changing of the guards, which is where basically like day shift relieves night shift. It's essentially like the whole staff that's working in Buckingham Palace 
leaves as the new set of staff takes over. But it's very choreographed and elaborate and organized. And, you know, all the the guards and the staff are wearing those red jackets with the black sheepskin hats and stuff like that. And there's music playing and, you know, everything like that. And it happens at certain times of the day, certain days during certain seasons. I don't know exactly when, but we just happened to see it. And it was so cool. That's crazy. So is it just the guards or is it like all the staff? They all looked like most of them. I mean, there was people in just like suits and regular hats. And then there was people in the majority of the people were in the red jackets and the black sheepskin hats. So. I don't know. I think it's it's like the the British guard or the royal guard that's yeah. like being relieved of their duties as the new ones are taking over for that shift. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. But do you know like I don't know. The, I'm picturing like their uniforms, like the big hats. Yeah, the why, black. Yeah, yeah, why do they wear those? Do you know? Yeah, so like, I, I know it's like tradition, but yeah, it's to it's from when like these this these were their uniforms like in war or like as soldiers, they would wear those black hats to seem or the really, really tall ones to seem more intimidating, like to be taller and to seem more intimidating when they were in battle. And so now it's just tradition for them to wear them as like guards of the British monarch. That's so interesting to pick. Like, obviously, I know when those uniforms were first used, like, wars and battles looked very different than they do today. But it's just, like, crazy that that's what they were fighting in. Those, like, huge. Yeah. Which looks like it would, like, topple you over because they're so tall. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, if another, like, army saw you wearing that, would they really think that's intimidating? Right, like, you're like fuzzy hat. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's interesting. (laughs) Your fuzzy hat. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So, yeah, that we like saw that as we were walking just down the road from Buckingham Palace is Westminster Abbey, which that's like the big church that a lot of like the British monarch and the royal family have done their big events at. So, like, the like 40 coronation ceremonies have been there, 16 royal weddings. Queen Elizabeth and Princess Diana's funerals took place at Westminster Abbey. Um, so, yeah, so you can just like walk right up on the outside of that and see that it's beautiful. And there's tours that you can do to go inside both Westminster Abbey and Buckingham Palace, which I didn't do, but I think that would be something that would probably be worth it. I don't know how much it costs, but I also know that that would probably take like if you did a tour inside Westminster Abbey and Buckingham Palace, that would probably be an all day thing because they're both like obviously we said so Buckingham big. Palace yeah. is so big. Westminster Abbey is also very large. So we were in London for a short time, so we didn't do that. But if I would go back, I think that would be really interesting. You would learn a lot, get to see a lot. Um, so that'd be really cool. And then, yeah, right across the street from Westminster Abbey is the Palace of Westminster, which is the UK Parliament. So that's where we were saying, like, the Buckingham Palace it has got all these staterooms and offices and stuff, but that's not like the actual UK government. They do their business of just down the road at the UK Parliament. But that building is also where Big Ben is right there. It's right on the River Thames. And so it's just like a really beautiful photo spot actually right there. And the architecture is so pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous there. The river and yeah, that that ornate European architecture is beautiful. Yeah. And then it's 
also really close to the London Eye. The London Eye is just like on the other side of the river, which is like the really big Ferris wheel in London. That's like pretty well known. I personally did not go on it, but it's just a giant Ferris wheel. It's not like anything super special, but I feel like it's a pretty well-known landmark. I didn't go on it either. I'm kind of afraid of Ferris wheels. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. You are like kind of like that's weird because you like roller coasters. Yeah, I know. For some reason, Ferris wheels just seem way more unstable to me. The London Eye is like a nice one, not like a county You're like fair, enclosed. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's kind of like our little tidbits on the royal family. We'll talk a little bit more about them in part two when we talk about Windsor and stuff like that. But yeah. So I don't, I mean, we didn't really answer the question, royal family, yay or nay, but I respect like the history and the tradition of the royal family. So I think it's very interesting um, to learn about all that. So I say yay, royal family. I think it's so especially all the Harry and Meghan drama. Like I ate that up. I watched that documentary. I stay up to date on all the drama. Recently started watching Suits. So I'm like trying to get all the background. So you stand Meghan Markle? I kind of do. Like I really don't get why everybody hates her so much. I kind of just like feel like I am like wanting to support her because she gets so much hate. And I'm just kind of like I feel bad for her. Like... (laughs) But I don't think she did anything wrong. No, I. to be honest, I don't either. Like, I think she's, like, potentially I could see where she's a little bit annoying. And, but I think she's just different than them. And they didn't know how to deal with that. And I don't know that, I don't know whose side to believe, obviously. Because we're getting, obviously, the royal family was not as, like, public with their opinions on what happened. So we're just getting... Honestly, we're mostly just getting her and Harry's side. So I think we're maybe inclined to be a little bit more biased and think she's right. She maybe has done some things that definitely like rubbed people the wrong way in the royal family. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But also I like stand by Harry so much for like literally disowning his own family. Not only his family, the royal family for like Megan because she felt uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Well, I read his book, too, actually. Yeah, and he talked, he, like, goes into a lot of detail about, like, the stuff that, like, William did, and he was, like, basically a shitty brother. Yeah, that's, like, kind of what it made it seem like in the documentary, too. They did not paint them in a good light, so that was interesting, but... Yeah, the royal family lately, because with the crown, kind of, like... I didn't watch, I haven't watched that. Oh, my gosh. Because, yeah, Prince Charles, or I guess he's King Charles now, literally, because he was the one that was married to Diana and then cheated on her with... Yeah, and he just does not... He is not portrayed well in The Crown at all. And now he's King of England, so... T. Yikes. Can't wait for a new documentary to come out soon. Well, part or like the newest season of The Crown comes out next month. So I'm actually excited. I liked watching it. It was interesting. Yeah, I haven't watched that, but maybe I should. I haven't been watching many shows lately except for Love is Blind. So that season was garbage. This season five of Love is Blind needs Love is Blind producers need some help. That was messy. Yeah, it was so messy. If you don't watch Love is Blind... It's the best trashy reality TV show that's 
up and running right now. And my that opinion. show has a grip on me. It is so good. But anyway, okay. Well, let's speaking pivot, of shows, yeah, <laughs> pivot to a little bit maybe more higher quality shows. So we were going to talk <laughs> about like movies and shows that were filmed in London, take place in London, based in London, whatever. So. Hallie, give me your top three favorite like movies or shows affiliated with London. Okay. So honestly, one of my all-time favorite movies, like, I don't know, probably top two is Me Before You, which is like a little romantic movie with... Um, That's the one where the guy's in like the wheelchair, right? Yeah. And oh, Sam Claflin is the one. guy, and he's literally my favorite actor ever. He's in Daisy Jones and the Six. He's in Love, Rosie, which is also, like, favorite movie ever. But, yeah, that movie is, like, filmed in areas around London, and it's not filmed directly in London, but it's filmed at a lot of, like, castles and, like, royal grounds, like, in the general vicinity. So that is my number one. My number two is the Friends episode in London, which is like, obviously, London, how could baby. you not? London, baby. So such good. a funny one. I need to like go and rewatch that just just for the laugh. Like, it's yeah. so good. Um, and then my third one is Bridgerton. I love Bridgerton. Well, actually, I thought the first season was definitely the best. And then I like have watched the newer ones and they're just honestly not as good. But I'll keep watching it because I think it's interesting to get like a little bit of the history and stuff. Yeah, I watched the first season, but I could not get into it for some reason. I don't know. But the soundtrack's yeah. good. Soundtrack is so good. You're right. Okay, okay what about my, yours? Yeah, my top three. First, number one, of course, Harry Potter. If you missed last oh. week's episode. Well, yeah, I wasn't including Harry Potter in mine. I thought that was like a given. Hallie and I love Harry Potter. Our whole, well, our brother Dylan does too. So we've just like grown up being obsessed with Harry Potter. Yeah. I feel like that's probably how we perfected our British accents is just the amount of times we watch the Harry Potter movies. Oh, 100%. Yeah. My second one is Parent Trap. Oh my gosh. I wasn't even thinking about that. I totally forgot about that movie. Love. I mean, that's so good. Oh, that's one of my all time favorite movies. Oh, same. The, also, the amount of times we've watched that. Oh, yeah. I, could, I, could I think quote, I could recite it. Oh, I could too. Literally from beginning to end, I think I could quote that movie. Yeah. But oh Hallie was gosh. literally named after Hallie from Parent Trap. I remember when mom was like pregnant with you and she was trying to figure out what to name you. And she goes, go get the VHS tape of the parent trap because I want to see how because this is before you could just like Google something on your iPhone of like how do you spell (laughs) yeah like what's her name and the parent trap she's like go get the VHS tape and like look on the back and like how do you spell her name and her name was spelled H-A-L-L-I-E which Hallie's is spelled like our Hallie is Hallie like Hallie Berry our Hallie H-A-L-L-E but that's literally like you were basically like I that's a vivid memory in my head of mom like looking at how Hallie from The Parent Trap was spelled to decide how to spell your name. So, wow. Pivotal movie for us. Big movie. I'm embarrassed I didn't remember that, honestly. Okay, my third, I have like a tie for number three. So I have, first is Notting Hill, which we're going to talk a little bit about Notting Hill, which is like neighborhood in London. But yeah, that and we're going to talk about the movie too. That movie's super cute. That was me and Jackson's first movie that we watched together. So a little sentimental piece of my heart. But 
I had to give a tie for Notting Hill and also the great British baking show. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that show. New season's out on Netflix, watching it now. So, yeah, my friend Millie, that's from London, that I like stayed with when I went, sent me a picture one time of her at like the tent. And I was like, fangirling. It's so cool. Such a good show. The Great British Baking Show Juniors also is the cutest thing on TV. Those little really? kids. I've never seen that. so cute. They're so messy because they just like <laughs> bake like crazy and they literally like go up to present the their cakes and they have like chocolate all over their face and they're just talking in their little British accents about all the stuff they did. I'm like, this is the most adorable thing I've ever seen. That's so cute. Uh, yeah, I do need to watch that when I need a good like comfort show. Oh, yeah. It, it's a feel good show for sure. Okay, but all time, all time best films to ever be filmed in London, Harry Potter, without a doubt. Um, so let's kind of go through some of like the main filming locations that you can encounter while you're in London. So the first one is the Millennium Bridge. This is a pedestrian suspension bridge that goes over the River Thames in London. Um, and that's like the like Death Eater Bridge or at the beginning of the sixth movie when they're in. Uh, if you haven't watched Harry Potter, if you're not a Harry Potter fan, you might want to This is going to be over. a snooze fest. Yeah, but first you're of all, missing out. Yeah. If you think this is boring, we think you're lame for not reading the books or watching the movies. So sorry, but I don't feel bad for you. This is what people were saying last episode when we were talking about having never seen James Bond and never seeing Star Wars. So that's so fair. Honestly, yeah. So we deserve that. Um, Okay. But anyway, so the Millennium Bridge, that's when the Death Eaters are like destroying everything at the beginning of the sixth movie that like spins around and like wobbles. Yeah. And then waving the walk of the pedestrians all like fall into the river and stuff like that. So you can walk across that. That's a bridge right in in the heart of London. Um, And then another one is called the Leadenhall Market. And that is where a lot of the Diagon Alley scenes were filmed. And this it's so it's just like lots of shops and stuff. But if you're not a Harry Potter fan, this little area, this market was so cute and so pretty. I feel like we went in the summertime, but if you went during Christmas, I'm sure it's just oh, so, so cute. decorated and so gorgeous. So yeah, I would just look that up and try to go there and just like walk through it. It's really cute. And then the last one I'll talk about is King's Cross Station, which is a real train station, but that's like the main train station in Harry Potter with platform nine and three quarters where they catch the Hogwarts Express and go to to Hogwarts. And so they have like a photo opportunity with platform nine and three quarters. And so there's like a shop or a luggage cart that's like halfway through the wall. And so you can like stand there and you can put a little scarf, like a Hogwarts scarf on, and then they'll like throw the oh, scarf up I in the air. I already know you were loving that. <laughs> My picture is so good and I was looking for it before we started recording this episode and I don't have it. So I asked Jackson, I'm like, is it on your phone somewhere? So he's going to look for me. But my picture is so good because they like literally throw the scarf up in the air and so it looks like I'm like in midair going into the wall. So yeah, it's cute. You have to wait in a little bit of a line to get in uh, or to get that photo opportunity, but it was worth it. 
I did not go to King's Cross Station because I was like never on that side of London for some reason. I never like traveled through that train station, but I'm kind of sad I didn't go just because like I wish I could say that I've been there just because it's cool. But some other Harry Potter filming locations that I did see were in Borough Market, um, which is basically this like big market where you can get a bunch of food and stuff. And we like went there and got I got this like custard bowl, which is like besides the point, but I just wanted to bring it up because it was literally so good. But anyways, it's this market and this is like a pretty brief part. But in the third movie, Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry like walks through this market when he's going to the leaky cauldron. So it's just like a very like you're there and you're like, I feel like I'm in Harry Potter. Like it just yeah. feels very like, I don't know. But yeah, so that's one thing. And then Piccadilly Circus, which is a neighborhood of London that basically is like it it reminds me a lot of Times Square like there's a big like board with like it, like lights and like ads and it just like looks like Times Square and there's a scene in the seventh movie uh like Deathly Hollows part one when like Ron and Hermione are running and they like almost get hit by a bus oh, do you like remember and they're that? all like <gasps> Yeah, yeah, I totally yeah, can and it like goes that. right yeah. by them, and that's filmed in Piccadilly Circus with like mm. all the lights and like the traffic, and yeah, cool. So that was like cool to see to be there, and then also like the Australian Embassy in London. It, that's like super random, but that's like Gringotts Bank. So yeah, which did you see that? that? But no, okay, because I saw that building, and it doesn't look anything like Gringotts looks in the movies so there's a lot of like computer generation and stuff like that to make that it look sense. really different because you look at it it just looks like a normal building it looks nothing like Gringotts but yeah, yeah. I just think that's so random that it was like the Australian embassy like why'd they choose that I don't know but yeah but yeah so those are the main filming locations in like the main part of London or like the ones that we know about or have heard about that are worth mentioning there's some others in other parts of england hallie went to a few in like oxford area so we'll talk about those in part two so yep but for now we'll move into notting hill and talking about that so like i mentioned notting hill is a little neighborhood or a little area of london and it's super cute the pictures if you see the pictures which we have some that we'll post on the instagram but the all the like townhomes that are lining the streets are like colorful and everything just looks so perfect and so cute. So it, just to like go over there and like maybe just grab a coffee or walk around or something would be really nice. It's just like really different than I mean, London's a big city. And so to get outside of the city a little bit and go to like a quaint little town is something really fun. Yeah. But yeah, so Notting Hill, the movie, that's like a rom-com with Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts where Julia Roberts is this American actress and she falls in love with this British book owner. And so you can go to like book the Notting store. Hill. Oh, book. No, she falls in love with a British, a British book. bookstore owner. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> British bookstore owner. He just owns a book. Owns one book. <laughs> Yeah, but you can go to this bookstore. They have like the Notting Hill bookshop that you can go into and that's like where they filmed it too. And then you can see there's like a scene in the movie where they like climb this fence to get into this park. And so there's 
like that's all right there. I mean, it was all filmed right there. So I have a picture of Jackson like pretending to climb the fence because he loves this movie. <laughs> and like I said, it was our first movie we watched together. So Aww, like, you guys are so cute. Getting the cheesy little photo. <laughs> oh, we were, I mean, again, do you guys remember me talking? We did nothing hardly that cost money. So we just literally just go and like take pictures of each other doing dumb things in front of these tourist <laughs> destinations. So... But yeah, Hugh Grant's character's apartment's there, so you can see that. So yeah, that was really fun. That was super cute. Really recommend going there just to see that. It's a little bit, like, it's not super walkable. I think it's like three miles or so, or like three to four miles from like Buckingham yeah. Palace, maybe. I had to take the tube to get there. It was like yeah. definitely a little more on the outskirts. Yeah, so we took public transport, but we'll talk about that more in part two on like the tips and tricks for the public transport in London. Yeah. Wait, you went to Notting Hill too, right? Yeah. Saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was cute. so cute. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think anything else you want that we missed for like part one that we want to put in here? One other thing that I wanted to bring up is Harrods, which is this like huge department store in London. And when I say huge, I actually, I looked it up to see how big it actually is. It said five acres oh is gosh. how big this store is. And it has it's basically a mall like it's like a mall because it has like multiple different stores in it but it's all considered Harrods I guess and it was just like the most mind-boggling thing I've ever seen like everything in there was luxury and it was so nice everything you can imagine even like children's toys were luxury and like so expensive and I like took a couple pictures of things because I was like looking at all like the dresses and they were just like beautiful like so detailed and just like the most like gorgeous gowns ever and we were in like the children's section and there were these like tiny children's dresses for three thousand pounds each oh my gosh and so I'm like looking at all of them like oh my gosh and there's these like rich families around me like shopping and I'm sitting there like look how expensive this is (laughs) they're like you don't belong here yeah oh I clearly did not like I was amazed but there was also like a whole like food section so you could go down and like get like gourmet like chocolates and pastries and like literally everything you could imagine I could have spent all day in there it was so fun so that would be like a really big thing to go see, in my opinion. Even if you like don't buy anything. I literally didn't buy a single thing, but I spent like hours in there just like walking around. Yeah. And that's in, so Harrods is in the neighborhood of Knightsbridge, which is like one of the most affluent neighborhoods in London. And that's actually where you can find, so we mentioned Parent Trap. So Seven Pembroke Lane, which is like Annie's London home oh, yeah. that when Hallie goes to see or to stay with like her mom, she goes, this is it, Seven Pembroke Lane. That You do house- remember everything. <laughs> That house is in Knightsbridge. So that's like where Harrods is. So yeah, that's so funny, which I didn't see. We didn't go to like see that area. I didn't actually see Harrods at all. I know of it. But yeah, we didn't go over to that area. But if I would go back, I would definitely like go see and I would like definitely want to go see seven Pembroke Lane. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah, it was like a really nice area. There was like lots of things to do, lots of shopping. Yeah, definitely very like affluent, really cool. 
But the other thing that I wanted to mention, this is actually like pretty close to Notting Hill area is the Church Hill Arms, which is, it's like a pub, but it is so cool. Like the inside is like, well, it's it's hard to say because when I went, the inside was decorated like so decked out and like Union Jacks and like everything UK. But I'm like, I don't know if it's normally like that or if it was just like that because of the platinum jubilee right but the outside i'll post a picture of this on the instagram for sure i went in the summer and so in the summer it's covered with all these like colorful flowers and then i know like they change it like seasonally but it was so cool like even if you don't want to go in to eat like just go and look at it because it is it was like the coolest building i've like seen it was so pretty and that's in Kensington I believe let me double check yeah Kensington but that's like the neighborhood next to Notting Hill basically so yeah I feel like when you guys see a picture of this you'll 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 you have seen this before you'll know what Hallie's talking about like when you see the picture it's like very highly photographed because of like the flowers and stuff on the outside it's so pretty yeah but I actually went in and like got some drinks with my friend's sister and it was like really fun and like cool to be in there and just like a cool experience yeah that would be cool yeah but I feel like those are like the the two other things that I wanted to bring up I feel like we've covered a lot we have a lot more to cover in part two I'm so excited to talk about the things in part two because I had some little solo travel adventures around some of the little outskirt towns so I'm really excited to talk about it and yeah, I feel like we covered a lot of information in part one. I feel like this was good. Yeah, which again was so surprising. Not that like, I don't know. I just feel Hallie and I have both been to London and it wasn't like my favorite place I've ever been. But I think it's just because it's like a little bit less European than some of the other European cities are. I mean, people speak English, you know, it feels a little bit less, you know, it's more familiar. So it felt Mm -hmm. a little bit less exciting, but there's just so much culture and history to London that as Hallie and I were doing our outline, we're like, wow, we actually have so much to talk about so much that's worth mentioning and, and that is interesting to us, but stay tuned for part two. Um, yeah, cause we have a lot of stuff more stuff that's interesting um, that'll be definitely worth a listen. So thanks for hanging out with us for another another episode. If you've been listening and you haven't rated and reviewed us on your podcast app, please do. On Apple Podcasts specifically, you can actually leave a review, like give us a little tidbit of a couple sentences of what you like about the podcast. That helps us so much, not just like mentally and emotionally, to give us that little <laughs> little boost that we need, but it actually can help our podcast be discovered by more people. And we would love to share our thoughts with as many people who are willing to listen. So give us a rating, give us a review, make sure you follow us so you don't miss another episode. Uh, follow us on Instagram at loveittherepod to see all of our photos. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at loveittherepod on YouTube to see all the video content. And... pretty much covers it all right it's been a long day we're out thanks for listening guys see you next thursday bye